Shalom and welcome to From Sunday to Sabbath, weekly podcast helping others discover the life that they were created to live in Jesus. I'm your host, Pastor Mike Scan, Senior Pastor of Epic Life Church in Terrell, Texas. We were once a Sunday church, but now we gather on the Shabbat, the Sabbath. Join us in this journey and discover the truth of God's Word for living today. Well, hello. Sorry about that. Hello, everyone. Mike Scan here. Um, welcome to another um, episode of From Sunday to Sabbath. Um, today, I want to do something a little bit different. Um, not really a little different. I'm really going to hit on a subject that, uh, uh, man, really is is near and dear to my heart. If you know me, um, um, I've talked to people, you know, all over the place, and they'll ask me, you know, what's the greatest, what do you think the greatest issue is that people deal with? Now, I've been if someone were to ask me, what's the hardest thing for people to do today? If someone was to say, what's the hardest thing to do? And I would say, man, especially right with the culture that we live in in kind of the world we live in today, um, this is probably the hardest thing for people to do. Now this doesn't go, this crosses, this crosses denominational lines, this crosses, um, man, whether you're a Christian or not, this is the biggest issue in our world today. And I'm going to tackle it. I'm going to talk about this because this is probably, um, yeah, this is a big one. I mean, this is, this is near and dear to my heart. Um, not only because of the content I've been on both sides of this issue. Um, but in my experience as a pastor and one who has, uh, counseled, I could probably say now, honestly, to say, man, hundreds of people and hundreds of couples, the greatest obstacle in the way of people and in people's life right now, uh, today, and it's probably you who are talking, uh, who are listening today. I'm going to tell you right now, dude, I'm telling you, it is forgiveness. It's learning how to forgive. It's forgiving yourself. Um, and moving into the life that you, you were created. What prevents people from success? What prevents people from trust? What prevents people from loving? What prevents people from just living a life, man, that's uh, with an, without anxiety, without fear, without anything? I'm going to tell you right now, the biggest issue that most people deal with is forgiveness. And whether you are a Christian or not, this is an issue you one day in your life, and I hope you do it today. I hope you will make the decision today to move into this area of your life. But this is the major issue. When it comes to forgiveness, man, it doesn't matter whether it was a mom and dad who didn't raise you right, who did horrible things to you, said horrible things to you, whether it was a son or daughter that did horrible things to you, whether it was um, just a collective bunch of different things, man, people who have hurt you, distrust, you know, people who broke your trust, uh, people who have lied to you, people who have uh, robbed you, stolen from you, done all sorts of crazy stuff to you. There's not a person on line right now who's either watching me via video or who are um, watch, listening to the podcast, no matter who you are, you have had to deal with this issue. 
And no matter who you are, there's a greater chance, listen to me, no matter who my listening audience is today, there's a greater chance that you have someone or multiple someones in your life who you've got to deal with this. You're going to have to deal with forgiveness. So let's talk about this. Uh, and before I do, man, don't forget to, uh, if you're on YouTube, man, don't forget to like uh, this video. Don't forget to subscribe uh, if you haven't done so already. And man, leave a comment, man. Y'all are hard to get to leave comments. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think about the content. Um, if you have something, man, that you'd really like me to do a podcast on, maybe it's do a deep Bible study on, or what does the scripture say about what's the Torah say about certain ideas or certain um, things, then let me know in the comments. But let me know what you think about it. You know, um, as you can see, I think this is a, be the first one that we actually have our sound right. We have our video right. We have everything right. So hopefully it's a, it'll be a great experience. Uh, my goal is I'm going to bring in some guests, hopefully uh, soon. We're going to get some guests in here. So it's not just my pretty face that you get to see. But let's talk about this. Um, you know, when, she, when Yeshua was asked, what were the, what are the two, not what were, but what are the two greatest commandments? Some of y'all might know this, but uh, what were the two greatest commandments? And he said, he was asked, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 22, verse 34 through 40. And this is what it says, Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. Let's read it and uh, let's talk about it. Uh, but the Pharisees, when they heard that Yeshua had silenced the Sadducees, gathered together in one place. And testing him, one of them, a lawyer, asked, teacher, which is the greatest commandment? Um, well, I just lost my faith. Which is the greatest commandment in the Torah? Verse 37. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The entire Torah and the prophets hang on these two commandments. In other words, we've talked about this before, that if you were to take the 10 commandments and stand them up, right? Five on this side, five on this side. And you were to say, okay, which category does this commandment go with? So does it go with the love your God category or does it to go with love your neighbor? All 10 of those commandments will fall under one of those categories. Okay. And Jesus is saying that, that, Everything that the, all of the commandments and all of what the prophets have said fall under those two categories. You're either loving God or you're loving your neighbor. So obviously when we talk about love, this is going to be central to not just loving your neighbor. It, it has to do with loving God as well, because what we're going to see here, here in, uh, in just a little bit is that it really forgiveness falls into both categories. And regardless of where what you are, what side of the post you're on, you may be a person who just needs to forgive themselves. This is going to be critical today. You may be a person, man, who needs to forgive someone, and this is critical. Okay, so whatever category it falls under, you have to understand that we're commanded. This is not. Um, this wasn't a suggestion by Jesus, right? Like, hey, you know, if you feel like it, <laughs> you know, if you feel like it, then forgive. That's what or, or love rather right? This was a commandment. He said, man, he said, he said, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. That means in everything about you, the way you live your life 
we are called, we are commanded to love God with all of it. Okay. But then he said, man, there's a second, look at what he says, right? He says, and the second is like it. In other words, it has the same value. It is just like the first, right? And what does he say? Jesus said, love, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The reason why many people, not all, but many people have a hard time loving others. And this is a whole nother broadcast we could do, right? Another episode is because they don't love themselves. They hate themselves. And it's probably nine times out of 10, it's due to the fact that you have done things in your life that you are not proud of, right? If if you've did, if that's you today in the comments, say amen, right? We've all been there. We've all done it. We've all done things in our life that we are not proud of. That man that maybe were uh, maybe illegal against the law, it may have been uh, things that broke a relationship that you had. Uh, you may be a spouse who cheated on your spouse or had an affair. You may be someone who committed some heinous crime that, you know, you're, you've gotten out of prison, you've done your time, but man, you know, there are things inside you, you don't like, right? Nine times out of 10, I'm telling you right now, you have a forgiveness issue. And before you can even begin to forgive other people, and love other people, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to love yourself. And how do you do that? You have to forgive yourself. Now, there's a process for that, and, and we can talk about it if you want. I mean, number one, you need to repent. If you haven't repented of whatever it is that you have done that you're not proud of, you need to go to the Father. You need to go to God. And in the name of Yeshua, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you can approach the Father now. If you're a believer, you have to have Christ, right? Christ has to be your Lord. He has to be your Savior. But he gives us access to the Father so that now we can repent. Let's repent, huh? Let's say, Father, forgive me for whatever it is. Can you do that right now? Do that right now. Stop whatever you're doing. Pause this video. Pause it. Pause the broadcast right now, wherever you're doing, just pause it. And if there's something in your life that you have done, that you are not happy that you've done, that, that you know is against, maybe it's against the scriptures, but it's against the law. It's against another person. It does not show love towards someone. And you've got this ugly stuff inside you. I want you to stop right now. And I want you to take a few minutes. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I come to you. And I ask in the name of Yeshua, in name of Jesus, please forgive me for, and I want you to say what it is. And if you've got multiple things in your life, I want you to do that multiple times. Look, this isn't a magic formula, okay? So don't think that, but it has to come from your heart that you need to repent. That's the first act of walking in forgiveness for forgiving yourself. And then once you have done that, you need to receive God's forgiveness in your life. You need to receive it. And then once the Father's forgiven you and you receive that, now you can step out and go, wait a minute. I don't need to hold myself guilty about these things anymore. And you start walking to forgive. Now we're going to talk more about that, but man, you've got to get that out of the way. If you're going to forgive people in your life, if there are people in your life that have hurt you, if there are people in your life that have violated you, who have dis, uh, disrespected you, dishonored you, whatever, you're going to have to forgive them. Because look, it says that we have to love them as we love ourselves. And if you can't forgive yourself and love yourself, you are going to have a really hard time loving others. I'm telling you, you've got to deal with that. Okay. Tough issues today, right? All right, let's move on. 
So we, we, so, so the Bible says we have to love, right? And then Jesus does a teaching here. Um, actually, before this, he had done it back in Matthew chapter six, and we're going to read that here in a minute. And most of us in this room have heard of the Lord's Prayer. Well, in the Lord's Prayer, there's a huge truth that you can overlook. I mean, that's why I think it's this is essential to whoever you are. I mean, if you don't, if you don't realize, man, you need this. And that we've got things that we got to work on, especially if you're going to grow in the life that God's created you to live. This is huge. Well, in Matthew chapter six, we see the Lord's prayer. All right. Most of y'all know this by heart. And if you don't, man, let's, let's take a look at it. Right. So in Matthew six, nine through 13, Matthew six, nine through 13, here's what it says. Therefore, this is Messiah. This is Jesus speaking. Pray this way. He says, our father in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, or sanctified be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts. See that? As we also forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Did you see that? So in Messiah teaching the disciples how they're to pray, one of the first things he tells them is we first we say, you know, we the, the first part is, therefore pray this way, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, or sanctified be your name. In other words, you are sanctified. We we do the Shema, right? Um, Shema Israel, Adonai, Eloheinu, Adonai, Echa. That's recognizing that there is only one God. He is holy. He is sanctified. He, there is only one God, and that is Yahweh. He is our Father. He is our God. And then he says, your kingdom come, your will be done. In other words, whatever you want in life, your will be done here in my life. Your will be done in my, my home. Your will be done at my job. Your will be done in my life. But then the next thing, what he says, give us this day our daily bread. In other words, he's our provider. God is our provider. Your job is not your provider, guys. All right. I know some of y'all work your tails off thinking, man, you're trying to do something. But let me tell you something. Your job is not your provider. Your provi your job is your source that God uses to provide for you. Okay. That's why we give. We give out of that because we're saying, thank you, Lord, that you've done this. And so I'm going to tithe because it belongs to God. Right. And so you need to be doing that. But he says, man, for, and then he says, and forgive us our debts. But it doesn't stop there. He doesn't just say, oh, forgive our debt. God, thank you that you forgive my debt. What does he say? As we also have forgiven our debtors. So in other words, as I'm forgiving the people who have offended me, the people who have hurt me, the people who have broke my trust, all that stuff, right? As I'm doing that, what's it say? It says, Lord, as I'm forgiving them, forgive me as I'm forgiving them. The greatest lie that we can believe one of the greatest lies that we can believe is thinking that we can go to the father and ask him forgiveness and not forgive those who've hurt us. God knows that you have been hurt. God knows the scars that are upon you. Things from people that you trusted, that you loved people that you gave things to people that have violated that trust, violated that love, violated that honor, right? He knows. But listen, we think that we're doing a service <clears throat> by keeping people, not, not forgiving them, like they don't deserve it. 
You're probably right. You're probably right. They probably do not deserve forgiveness. But let me ask you a question. Do you? I mean, think about it. The Bible says that our righteousness, our good deeds are as filthy rags unto the Father. That there's nothing we can do to try to please the Father in our own works. That's why we needed Jesus. That's why we needed the Messiah to come. He came because we needed someone greater than our own flesh, because in us dwelt no good thing. We were sinners. We we're sinful, filled with sin, death. And yet Jesus died. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So then our response is, if we're going to receive that love, if we're going to receive that forgiveness, then we offer that same forgiveness unto others. For, for this is what the commandment is, right? We love. But I've said this before in this podcast that the greatest way we demonstrate the Torah in our life is the way we walk in love, a love for the Father and the love of people, our neighbors. And they don't deserve it. I understand that, man. I had a situation just come up recently where I can tell you right now how hard, how hard it is right now that I've got to forgive somebody in my own life that have they lied about us, they lied about Robin and me, and um, they went and told someone that we did something that we didn't do. Um, and it hurt. It hurt. But Robbie and I just made a decision, you know what, that's, that's that person. And that person's going to have to stand before the Father. And, and we're going to choose to forgive them, right? We're going to choose to forgive them. Now let's continue on. So he says that we forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now in Colossians chapter two, verse 13 is what it says. When you were dead in sin, do you see that? When you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, in other words, you didn't even have, when you see this word uncircumcised, whether it's in Galatians or Ephesians or Colossians, it's representing that we don't have a covenant with God. It means that we were outsiders, right? And watch what he says. When you were dead in your sins and the circumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with him when he pardoned us all our transgressions. He wiped out the handwritten record of debt with the decrees against us, which was hostile to us. He took away by nailing them to the cross. Did you hear that? He took the debt, the, 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 all of the um, transgressions and the handwritten record of debts with the decrees against us. What's that talking about? It's talking about us breaking the Torah, breaking the commandments of God. And those things that all the things that we did wrong, he nailed them to the cross. When we didn't have a relationship with him, when he didn't know or, or we didn't know whether or not we were going to trust in Messiah and begin to uh, obey the commandments of the Father, right? He did it while we were still messed up, jacked up. He didn't wait for us to clean up. 
He didn't wait for us to get everything together. He didn't wait for us to obey the commandments. He said, man, I'm going to do this. Watch. Continuing on, going down to chapter 3, Colossians 3.13. What? Bearing with one another and forgiving each other. If anyone has grievance against another, just as Adonai pardoned you, so you must also pardon others. You see that? So in chapter 2, 13 through 15, we see the grace of Messiah. We see the grace of God through Messiah of forgiving us of our debts and the, the, the decrees that were held against us, right? And then he tells us to do the same thing in Colossians chapter 3. He says, now you go do the same thing. He didn't say it was going to be easy. He didn't say, man, that you were going to be able to, this was going to be, this is serious stuff. It is going to be difficult. But you're not doing it for the offender. I want you to know that. You don't forgive because of the, the offender. God didn't forgive us because of us. He forgave us because of him. Because he desired this relationship with us. You understand that? Moving on. First John chapter 1, verse 8. If we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. And the truth is not in us. So if we're saying, wait, you know, God forgave me. I get that, man. But I didn't, he didn't have to do that. I didn't do anything wrong, right? I, I, I ain't got no sin. Listen, sin is a violation. It's a breaking of the Torah. It's a breaking of the law. That's what, that's what it is. That's the, by definition, first, uh, I believe it's first, uh, first John, uh, chapter three, I believe it says that, that sin is lawlessness. It's lawlessness. It's breaking God's law. But verse 9 goes on and says, if we confess our sin, our lawlessness, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness, right? So what's our job? Our job is we have to confess our sin. It's what we were talking about early on in today's broadcast. You have to forgive your sin. You have to repent. You have to confess but then he's faithful to do that to us. And then he says, look, now you become a child of God. And here's the thing, right? If we're children of God, we have to live and act and be like our father. And our father is forgiving because he showed that grace and he showed that mercy to us. And now he's saying, look, son, look, daughter, I know this hurts, but I need you to do the same thing to others. I need you to forgive them. I don't care what they've done to you. I need you to forgive them. I want, I want you to know something, a couple of things that the forgiveness doesn't do. Now, I, I, and I know this is what people are sometimes are thinking. There may be a couple of others. And if there are, write it down in the comment. Maybe you have a question about forgiveness, write it down in the comment. But let me tell you something. Forgiveness does not excuse the offender. When you forgive someone, you're not saying that what they did was okay. You're not saying, okay, it's not doing that. It doesn't excuse what the offender did. There will be a recompense. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, we were just Rob and I were just talking about this, that be careful. It says that whatever you do in the secret shall be brought to light. It will be brought out. It will come to light. When we sin, especially against the father, you can bet on it right? There is going to be repercussions. You're going to reap what they sow. You're going to be reaping what they sow, right? They're going to reap what they sow. But So I don't want you to think that forgiveness is like an excuse. It's like they can get away with something. It isn't for them. We'll talk about that in a minute. Forgiveness also doesn't mean that 
you have to continue a relationship with the fender. You have to be buddies with them. You have to be friends with them. I suggest that um, if the person is available and the and they got you want that relationship restored, then you need to re- forgive them, right? And and then, but but you don't have to. You can set boundaries, healthy boundaries around them, so that you know until some trust is reestablished, and that takes time. And so it doesn't mean that you have to be buddy buddies with them. But you can forgive in your heart today, right now. You can make the decision to live a life of forgiveness. But I don't want you to think that this lets the offender off somehow or that you have to be buddy buddies with them because you forgave them. And here's the other thing. It doesn't mean that you're going to forget. It doesn't mean that because you forgave them for, but somehow in your brain, you're like, I can't, you know, I've talked to so many people who don't understand that, that they, that they have forgiven someone, but they're saying, man, I can't, I can't get it out of my head. Well, here's the thing you need to understand. God has done now. See, the Bible says that God takes our sin and he throws them into the sea of forgetfulness. Okay. So I get that, but we're not God. You understand that we're not God. We don't have the capacity to do that. Now, God can make it happen, but many times we're still going to remember what the offender did. But here's what forgiveness does do. Number one, forgiveness removes the pain and the hurt from the offense. It doesn't mean that you'll totally forget it but it does remove the pain. And so now you can have this relationship with this person and the pain is not interfering anymore. Amen. That's what this means. Okay. Also something super important about forgiveness. Now I need you guys to hear, and if you're not listening, turn everything off that's distracting you. And I need you to hear this, right? It means that you're no longer a victim. See, when you choose to forgive, you're saying, I'm no longer going to be a victim. I'm not going to be a victim of someone who robbed me or, or lied to me or took my trust or took my faith or took my body or something. You're saying no more. I'm not going to be the victim. So when you forgive someone, that's what you do. You're declaring, I'm not the victim anymore. And the power of what they did to me no longer can hold me captive. I'm not a victim. Okay. Number two or three, you are free from what they did to you. It gives you freedom that you're, that's not who you are. You no longer have to define yourself by what happened to you. And that's beautiful, man. You don't have to be defined by what that is. You don't have to be a survivor. You can be whole again. You can live out the life that you were created to live. You're not defined by what happened to you. And on another another note on that same thing, because remember, we're talking about two sides. We're talking about the person that has been hurt, but I also want to talk about the person that's doing the hurting. And, and, and you may be living with guilt and shame and, and all of this garbage because, because you, one, you haven't repented. But if you have repented of, of whatever you did, you must forgive yourself. And both parties needs to stop identifying themselves as 
whatever that thing was. Broke people break people. I want you guys to write that down. Broke people break people. What does that mean? Hang on, let me get a drink real quick. Many people who commit crimes or people who hurt other people may not even be a crime. It's because something was done to them. It's a chain effect. It's a chain reaction over thousands of hundreds of years, possibly. And this doesn't excuse behavior. I'm not giving excuse for behavior, but the bottom line is, man, someone has to stop it. Someone has to stop the hurt, the lies, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the resentment, the anxiety, all somebody has to stop it. Will it be you? Will you choose not to be a victim and forgive? Will you choose to say, you know what? I'm done. I'm a believer in Christ. Messiah is my Adonai. He's my Lord. And I'm going to live like him. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to repent. Or I'm going to give forgiveness, whatever it is that I need to do. From now on, I will not be identified. And that may be what you need to say today. If that's you, I want you to pause. And I want you to say this. I'm not a victim anymore. I belong to Messiah. I belong to Yahweh. He is my father. And I will not be a victim. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Looking at Luke chapter 6, moving on through. It says, watch this. This is so good. But I say to you, listen very closely. You who are listening, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for the ones who mistreat you. To the one who strikes you on the cheek, offer other the other also. And from the one who takes your cloak, do not hold back your shirt. Give to everyone who asks you, and whoever takes something of yours, make no demands upon it. Listen, he's talking about this is what it means to live like kingdom sons and daughters. It is the opposite of the world. See, the world says, you know, they go back and like eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, right? That's not what Jesus taught. That's not what Jesus taught. What he said was quite the opposite. And here's what I tell people. If you want to know if you're living for Messiah, it's really simple. If you're living like the world, you're not living for Messiah. Messiah life of Messiah is completely opposite of that of, of the world. And this is what I'm saying. The world says, oh, you deserve to get back. Go get that jacket back. Oh, he hit you. Oh, you need to beat him down. Right? The, that's what the world says. But God says, nah, if he does that, forgive him. Matter of fact, he says, not only forgive them, but offer up the other side yourself. Now it continues, verse 31. What this is huge. Watch this. Remember what we started out with. Do to others as you would have them do to you. I could stop right there. Right? What is he saying? Look, you want people to forgive you. You have to forgive others. You want the Father in heaven to forgive you. You have to forgive others. Remember the Lord's Prayer, right? Forgive our debtors as I forgive my debtors. This is huge. This is how you walk in freedom. This is how you walk a life that you were created to live. And this is how you walk a kadosh life, a set apart life. You aren't supposed to act like the world. I'm not supposed to act like the world. And I know this is tough. And I know there are going to be times where people will take advantage of it. That's not our concern. 
God will recompense unto them, but we're supposed to do what we're supposed to do if we're going to follow Christ. Verse 32, if you love those who love you, watch this, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Remember, we do the opposite. And if you do good to those who are doing good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do this. In other words, if you're only forgiving the people that deserve forgiveness, right? You're only forgiving those who, who have come to you and said, hey, dude, I forgive you, or I'm sorry for whatever I did, right? If that's the only thing you're doing, look at what he's telling you. He said, man, sinners do that. People that are in the world, they do that. They, they'll forgive those that forgive them. They'll love the people that love them. But what about those people that don't deserve love? What about those who've done the most horrendous crimes, who have done the worst thing? What about those people? He says, man, don't act like that. That's the way the world acts. Verse 33. No, uh, verse 34. Sorry. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to take, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same. Verse 35. Watch. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons of Elohim, the sons of the mighty, sons of God sons of uh, Yahweh, for he is kind to the ungrateful and evil ones. You see that? Be compassionate, just as your father is compassionate to you. We don't forgive because it feels right. We don't forgive because our heart wants to. Let me tell you something. The Bible says that our heart is wicked above all things. Wicked. Don't trust your heart. We do it because God said to do it. We do it because it's right. We do it because if we want that same benefit in our life, we forgive. Going back to the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6. Watch this, verse 14. Watch what he says. This is so good. For if you forgive others their transgressions, right? Your heavenly Father also forgives you. Isn't that wonderful? See, when we walk a life of forgiveness, man, it's opening up for us that when we mess up and when we do things wrong, our Heavenly Father is quick to forgive us. But the scripture, I wish I could say it ended right there, but it doesn't, does it? Verse 15, but if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. You see that? See, it's kind of a catch-22. See, we think that the persons who've hurt us or violated us, whatever it was, they don't deserve forgiveness. That's well, true. It's probably true, but neither do we. we. The Bible says we were enemies to God. We were enemies to him. Why should he forgive us? That's tough, isn't it? But if you do not forgive others, neither will your father forgive your transgressions. We forgive because he first forgave. That's why we forgive. And I'm not saying, man, that the people who hurt you or who done whatever they did to you, they deserve it. But we forgive anyways. We forgive so that we don't become a victim. We forgive so that we can move into the life that the Father has created. Let me tell you something. You cannot love, truly love, 
if you don't forgive. You'll always walk around. You'll always live a life of distrust. And that's what forgiveness does. Forgiveness opens up. In, when you forgive, it allows you to love again, to love others as God loves us, to love others as we love ourselves. And that may be the issue that you're dealing with right now, right? Is that, is that you, don't, you, you can't understand why you can't love people. And that's probably because you have too much hurt inside you. And you've not, you've not made the decision to, to walk in forgiveness. But you must, you must forgive. And we know, you know, the, how many times do I forgive him? Well, the Bible says when Peter, when they were asked, you know, hey, how, Peter asked, how many times must I forgive my brother? Seven times, 70 times? Because that came out of the Torah. Jesus said, no, I don't tell you 70 times, but I tell you 70 times seven in a day. As often as someone comes to you and asks forgiveness, you are to forgive them. And let me tell you something. They may never come, but don't let that stop you. Forgive anyways. Love anyways. The greatest weapon, the greatest weapon to help us through whatever hurt that we have experienced is the power of forgiveness. Forgiving the offender does not ignore what has happened to you, but it frees you. It frees us from the pain of the experience. It places God as the judge and not us. We're not supposed to judge him. They will stand before the father with unrepentant sin. And God will hold them accountable. Just as he'll hold each other, us accountable for unrepentant sin. Just as he'll hold us accountable for unforgiveness when we have chosen not to forgive. This is an act of love. Messiah forgave us while we were yet sinners. He died, not after we cleaned ourselves up. He did it beforehand. And we can either stay a victim or we can be, become victorious by choosing a life of forgiveness. And it, it will be a life because you're going to have many opportunities, many to be offended. We live in a world, a culture that thrives on offense. We live in a culture that thrives on being a victim. We don't have to be. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We don't have to be a victim. We do not have to be like the culture. We can be Kodesh and live a life of freedom. Otherwise, we'll continue to let pain of whatever happened to us, it will hold us in prison that was built for us, that wasn't built for us, that was built for us, right? Instead, forgiveness opens the door and we become free. I want to tell you something why I think forgiveness is such an issue. Now, there, what I'm going to tell you, there's not a biblical, there's not a biblical, I can't give you a Bible verse for this, okay? But I want to tell you something about what I think, why, why it's so difficult and why Satan Hasatan makes it so difficult for us to forgive and why he's constantly whispering in our ears, you know, you know, the things that have been done to us and reminding us and not letting us forgive. But I'm going to tell you why I think, have you ever thought about this, you know, in the Bible that Satan cannot be forgiven? It's too late for him. Think about that. He was an archangel that rebelled. He was Lucifer, the archangel, and he rebelled against God and his, the kingdom. 
Now there's a whole nother mess of story that we can, we can talk about that. That I think is amazing, but I just want you to understand something that he it's done. He's already been charged and convicted and he is cursed forever. And just like he'll like, like death is going to be destroyed. Satan is going to be destroyed one day. He's going to be cast into jail. He's going to be cast into hell and hell was made for him. You understand that? Like, like he's not going to be the king over hell. I know we think that, right? Like he's like the, he's going to be, look, he's going to be there too with all of the sinners, with everyone else. And he cannot be forgiven, but you can. Not only can you do that, but you can replicate your father, God in heaven, Yahweh, by forgiving others, just as he has forgiven you. Don't be a victim. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. And I know it may take repetitiveness. It may take multiple times. You may have someone that you need to forgive several times over. Do it. Don't let whatever they've done hold you captive anymore. You got this. I believe in you. I'm going to wrap this up today. If you have a comment, please leave a comment below. If this is ministering to you, send me an email. If you have a thought or a question uh, at Mike, Pastor Mike at epiclifetarot.com. That's Pastor Mike at epiclifetarot.com. Before I go, I want to pray with you and, uh, and man, I'm, I'm begging you, please don't let bitterness and strife rule your life. Walk in the power and the grace that's been given to you, the mercy. Right? We didn't deserve it, but God did it anyways. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in Yeshua's name, I come behalf on every person who is listening to me, who have probably have some hurt, things have been done to them, or they did things. Father, I pray for them that you would give them the courage to step out of the prison door, to forgive those who have hurt them, who've broken trust, who've abused them. Whatever it is, Father, whatever that has been done to the to the to them that, that are listening, Father, I pray that you give them the courage to forgive the offenders. Help them, Lord. Give them the strength that they need. I pray that you'd heal their hearts, that you'd heal their lives where things have been taken from them. I pray that you'd help them through this and find healing in their life. Father, and I know it begins by the way we're doing it tonight, Lord, that we are today, that we would just forgive. And I know we don't do that lightly, Father. It's a heavy dose, but I ask you that you'd give them strength to do so. Lord, I pray that they would no longer be a victim, but Lord, that they would walk in victory. For greater is he that is in them than he that's in this world. Lord, I pray that we would not act like the world and live like the world as a victim in our culture or offended all the time. But Lord, let us walk in the love of Messiah, choosing to love you with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength, and choosing to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. We love you today in Yeshua's name. Amen, amen. Love you guys. We'll see you next time.